Man, it's March 19th. It's another beautiful Sunday morning on the East Coast. We pay for we we, we pray for P and his transgressions and all that West Coast air getting in his lungs. But me and Riggs can't relate all that, man. Um, as you know, man, it's barbershop mentality. You might be right. We're back again with our guy Riggins. Um, today we're gonna lean into the top five defensive tackles. It might get a little hot takey. I got I'm gonna get a little hot takey. Um, but let's start off with black excellence. Ow, this is totally non-football related. Black excellence goes to Ja Morant getting eight. Oh, let's games go. playing <laughs> for a Monday. South Carolina natives beat the allegations. They had a rough two weeks of getting beat up and bullied on the internet, called softened food, and here we are standing tall again, okay? Shouts out to Job Rat. We can't have, we can't, we got to win some playoff series, man. We got we to get some playoff series to get our face back. But shout out to John Morant beating the allegation, even though I don't think the NBA was going to do any damn thing anyway. Shouts out to John Morant. Yeah, also, shout out to the internet for basically proving our point as well that Ja's been like this his entire life. Y'all can get your little jokes off however you want. Somebody went and found the Instagram from 2012, 2013. Ja was what? Ja was 13, 12, 13 years old, and he was thugging on that motherfucker too. So y'all can go ahead and dead all that shit. Sumter's really like that. Stop playing with our tops. Pause, no homo, all that stuff. I apologize to the podcast canceled for that that rhetoric, but whatever. Uh, shout out to John Moran. Shout out to T Morant, man. Y'all stop playing with my man's parenting, man. Y'all, y'all parents did a damn good job. And you still flipping fries nine to five. Fuck out of here. <laughs> all right, bro. That went left. Okay. All right. If, if that's right. the joke that gets us canceled, like I'm, I'm just glad somebody's powerful enough to cancel us listening. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not apologizing. <laughs> I'm not apologizing. No, no, I, 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 I'm, I'm firm belief when I hit a certain age, I'm not apologizing. Fuck it. Um, but that's neither here or there, man. I, I, I want to start a little different today. Um, I want to start with my ops first. Um, Dallas has been shaking the room a little bit. Dallas has been shaking the room a little bit. Last week they they signed Stephon Gilmore. Today, they traded for Brandon Cooks, man. How do y'all feel about the two, these two earth-shattering moves by the Cowboys? Wait, uh, so you're breaking news to me. They did what? What were the two things they did? They, you know, they traded for Stephon Gilmore from the Colts, and they, they just traded for Brandon Cooks today, like about two hours ago. Yeah, for like a fifth, fifth like a or fifth. something? <laughs> Some and shit something? the Panthers could have did. Some shit the Panthers could have did, but that's the end of there. Yeah. Those are those are strong moves for Dallas. I mean, so your defensive, your cornerback tandem now is Trayvon Diggs and Stephon Gilmore. Yes, sir. Um, pretty solid. I don't care how you feel about Trayvon Diggs. Um, he plays damn good football. Um, and then you got it, Brandon Cooks, who is angry at everyone for having to spend a year in Houston when he did not want to be there. Um you're putting him on one of the most high-powered offenses in the league. Um, I don't care how you feel about Dak. That's one of the most high-powered offenses in the league. Um, with a rising running back star and Tony Pollard, I think if they can – I don't know how you feel. I guess this is all going to come down to the offensive line and Dak Prescott at that point. I mean, 
the defense is the defense has everything you need. It's just about execution and plays now. Um, Dallas is making Dallas has always made competent front office moves. It's just been shit that happens on the field that throws them around. Because for for a couple of years, Jerry and crew were drafting the best offensive linemen in the entire draft, and they built the pretty strong team through the draft. So um, it's par for the course for Dallas. They're always going to make free agent splashes. They're always going to get the guys in there now. Can the, can the talent that's on the roster match the production they're looking for on the field? Uh, <clears throat> I go ahead, Rick. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I mean, I, I couldn't care less about the Cowboys. Um, Diggs is good, you know, um, Gilmore was the he was defensive player of the year three. How long has it been? Four years now? About four years ago. And so, and cornerbacks, you know, they age in like dog years, you know, they get old fast, um, which is why he's kind of bounced around from team to team, like, and done a solid job everywhere. It, but like, you know, there's a reason they're not signing him to a, a four year deal. You know what I mean? Um, he's he's going to be perfectly serviceable, but if, if they're thinking that he's going to be, defensive player of the year caliber. I don't think anybody's expecting that. Right. Um, I, I do have a, a, a free agency um, take here in a minute. When, if, if, if we get to that, if not, I'll just bring it up. Okay. Uh, Cause I'm going to Panthers next. All right. Uh, I, <clears throat> I, 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 think when it all comes down to it Dallas just doesn't have a leader on defense they have a bunch of good players but they don't have a leader on defense Parsons and not the guy I, I think Parsons is a, I, I don't I think Parsons is a playmaker you, you remember when yeah, yeah. That, your that best Ravens player defense your best player yeah. doesn't have to be your leader yeah, you know, remember that Ravens defense is like Ray Lewis is like the mic but Terrell Subs is the one raising all the hell yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think it's like, I think he's just Terrell. So he's just going to be the hell raised. He's going to get a bunch of sack. Or like James Harrison on the Steelers. He's mm-hmm. going to raise hell, but I don't necessarily think he's the leader of that defense. That's fair. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think he thinks he's the leader, but I don't think he's the leader. Um, I think they just need to get a leader on defense. And I think that would solve a lot of their problems because a lot of times they just get punked. Like the Niners just been punking them. The Niners just been every time they run into the Niners, they get pumped. Every time they ran into like Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs, they get pumped because somebody is it, just like, yo, man, I'm, I'm grabbing my nuts. I'm going to make a play. And just Dallas have just never been able to boss up like that. Um, with the Brandon Cooks thing, I just think it's just another guy that just going to run fast, you know. I, I think this team is built for regular season. Man. I, I just don't see this team built for the playoffs. Like, I, I don't know who, uh, e- even if they make it to the NFC, I don't, after NFC, I don't see who they're going to beat in the AFC. The AFC is just too loaded right now, man. Um, quarterbacks, young quarterbacks, young players. I just, you know, it just, eh, I, I don't, I will say this now. It's going to be a delicious Dallas pack at the end of the year. Oh, God. Oh, no, it's their God. it's their year, right? It's always their year. Oh, oh God! This one right here is gonna be different though, because now it now it's gonna get more extreme. They're probably thirteen and three, lose in the first round. It's going to be immaculate. Oh God, I can't wait. And hopefully they lose to like 
the Giants in the playoffs. Yes. Oh, God. I, you think oh, Dallas is going to have as good of a year this year uh, that they had last, se- last season? If they're healthy, I mean, their roster's pretty stout. Although their conference is tough. Their conference is tough. That's the that's my only Which is trepidation. A weird, it's a weird thing to say about the NFC East. If the Man. Giants get some targets now, if the Giants go out there and get some, get, get some weapons on the outside, if the Eagles can make some savvy draft moves, it's back. It's, it's, it's Fight Club again. I've been hearing this rumor going around that um, – that Homelander, hot boy Homelander for the Commanders is on his way out. And his parting gift to the Commanders might heard be this shit too. giving a nasty contract to Lamar and then bouncing. <laughs> I, heard <that> shit, <laughs> I heard that shit, man. I heard that shit, man. I heard they, they try to get signed the fuck out of here if we do. I heard it was a him, a Steven Ross, one of these motherfuckers getting it back in blood. Don't know which order, but one of them gonna get it back in blood, man. Uh, let's let's move on, man. You know, let's get the trauma out the way, man. Um, so the Carolina Panthers, I am not mad about some of the moves. Okay, I'm only mad about one move, but we'll get to that. So we saw Bonte Bell. I like that a whole lot. I like that a whole lot, right? Um, Shy Tuttle from Lexington. I like that. Um, I like uh was Deshaun Williams, uh Hayden Hurst. Eh, I mean it's cool. You know, um they decided under uh Miles Sanders. I think yeah, that was let, I, let Deontay Foreman go and sign Miles I didn't, Sanders. I didn't, I did I did not agree with that one. Um also, I think we signed an offensive lineman, maybe. But uh, how, how do you guys feel about the Panthers' offseason moves? Oh, they, oh, and, oh, oh, God, Andy Dalton. Oh, God, oh, God, this is disgusting. But how do you guys? I feel thought about you. That? I was, I was just about to jump in there and say you missed the most egregious one. I think I'm going to talk about everything except the Andy Dalton move because the Andy Dalton move concerns me. I'll get that. Okay. It concerns me. Okay. Um, Everything else is just competent roster moves, right? Um, obviously, we're talking about the cap space that we're going to have going into next year, not this year's draft, but um, next year, um, and being able to kind of make some moves to to rebuild and get good in a hurry. Um, Miles Sanders is a good running back. I'm not. I'm not mad about the Deontay Foreman. Uh, Miles Sanders. Swap. I'm mad about that one. He wanted I'm, three million. The fuck? We couldn't do that? (laughs) I'm not mad about the Miles Sanders, Deontay Foreman swap. Um, It just, we're not used to competency from Panthers front office right now. So we're just, we're still dealing in trauma. We're still dealing in pain. We're still dealing We're trying to fill it out. We don't know. We We, we don't know if we can trust them. Now, the Andy Dalton move concerns me because if you're bringing Andy Dalton in as your, as your backup, who are you looking at as the main one? Is it in that mold of Andy Dalton? Um, what are you prepping us for with that? Um, so in my mind, once you take Andy Dalton, that automatically eliminates Anthony Richardson and Bryce Young off rip. No, no, I don't get that, but go ahead. It, to me, the mold that Andy Dalton is, is not because you're bringing your backup in. You want him to be able to run the offense that your starter is going to run, correct? 
or something close to it. You don't want to venture too far from what the two can do in the event that you need the backup to come in. But I, but I, but I, but I feel like Frank Wright's all. I'll be honest. I don't even know what Frank Wright's offense is, but let's see here there. But I feel like the quarterbacks that Frank Wright has been dealing with have been in the mode of uh, Andy Dalton. I, I think Andy Dalton was just it's a safe bet. Right. You know? And to me, that mode is CJ Stroud, number one. And then this is going to draw collective groans from my counterparts here. Will Levis. No. I get it. No. I get no. it. No. No. I'm not saying he should go number one. I, I, I get the similarity. I don't get right. it. Right. I'm not saying that Will Levis is our pick. I'm just saying Andy Dalton. I don't get it. I don't get it. What do you mean? I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Those Will three Levis quarterbacks. Not, Will, let me tell you something, Pete. Let me take something. If when the draft, when the draft thirty days from now, if I, if the Carolina Panthers <laughs> draft Will Levis, I am done because oh, I, I'm with you. I promise you, I am done. If they draft no, the, Will the only reason I bring his name Levis. up, the only reason I bring his name up is because out of those. Out of those, out of the top, the top five quarterbacks in the draft, not, not in any order, just going off the top of my head is Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, uh, Hendon Hooker, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, right? Of those five quarterbacks, Andy Dalton is most similar to a CJ Stroud or a Will Levis, and it may be closely to Hendon Hooker. Um, and we know Hendon Hooker's not going anywhere near the top 10. So that's that's the only reason I brought up Will Levis. Not the not to purport that anything is going to happen. I'm just saying if you take Andy Dalton as your backup, then the two quarterbacks whose game is most similarly comparable would be CJ Stroud and Will Levis. I, I also don't, CJ Stroud, but yeah, I also don't think that you make your draft pick at one overall based on who your backup QB is going to be for the next two years. You know what I mean? But I see your comparison. That's fair. Also, I liked the Andy Dalton signing because one, like he's a perfectly serviceable quarterback. And like he's he's been all around the league. He's been in different systems, played with different coaches, and he's coming in knowing we have the number one and knowing he's going to be the backup. Like he's he's already accepted the role. He know his role. And, and I think he's fine with that, which means he knows it's going to be his. I'm sure when they spoke to him, like, we're going to want you to mentor this new guy instead of, you know, the um, this whole, like, it ain't my job to make him better kind of, you know, mentality that some dudes have. Because um, he he does seem like he's a professional. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to do what the hell he's supposed to do, whatever that role is, do it to the best of his ability. And backup quarterbacks are going to be really important. It's like, with all the shit that happened with Tua last year, with the, the concussions and all that, those independent spotters are going to be on one this year, I think. So your backup has to be somebody who can come in and you're not going like, oh, shit, he's in the game. You know what I mean? I mean, so. And okay. Dalton's fine. I'm, I mean, okay. This is my honest opinion. All right, I'm going to speak to two things. I'm going to speak to, I'm good with all of the moves. I have a gripe that I'm going to speak to at the end, but 
I'm good with all the moves, right? It it it, it is right. It's we're not used to confidence. We're used to like getting something from the Dollar Tree and then believing it's from Target. We've just been conditioned throughout the years that this little dollar glass is worth twenty dollars, but it's really not. You know what I mean? That's just the, the mindset of a Panther fan. Okay. Um, I agree with you, Riggs, but I but I, I will say this. I think Dalton, like we're just to piggyback what he said. Dalton knows, but Dalton just here for a job. He's here for a good time, not a long time. And he knows he's going to be the backup. I don't think, I think, I, I saw this post this morning. Shouts out to the good people at Four Man Rust on Twitter. Don't always agree with, but shouts out to them. Um, somebody said this. Um, McNair was from a small school. They took Collins. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Jake was good. Jake DeLone was good enough. They passed on Aaron Rodgers. I remember that also. Signed Teddy, didn't move up for Herbert. The Panthers have always made, cons- oh, the, let's not forget, trade for Sam Donald, didn't get Justin Fields. The Panthers have always made conservative choices at quarterback. Glad I see them taking the risk. Now I hope they take the best player, not the safest. The, we have to get a bad bitch. I refuse to accept. I, I just refuse to think that it's either Bryce or it's fucking Stroud. Now, I keep hearing these mixed messages that Tepper wants Bryce, Frank wants wants Richardson, or Tepper wants Stroud, and my fault, Bryce, and Frank wants, uh, Macau wants Stroud. I, 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 I don't like that division. I don't, te- Tepper's gonna Tepper. We all know Tepper's gonna fucking Tepper, right? But I don't I feel like we're going to get a bad bitch this time. You don't you don't risk it all that much and just say fuck it. We're going up to number one and not go get the bad bitch at quarterback. And I just feel like no matter what happens, well, I don't feel we're getting set up. If we get set up, I'm done. But it's going to be Bryce or Straw, man. This is I feel very strongly about that. Um, my issue is. My issue is who the f- Thielen came, Thielen left. Okay. DJ Chalk came, left. What are we doing? Okay. What are we doing at wide receiver, bro? It's like, it, it doesn't. I, I heard Chalk got a low ball offer. Like, Panthers, we can't pick and choose when we want a penny pitch, fellow people. Is you want to get better or not? So, so how, how do you guys feel about this wide receiver thing? I mean, we're not very good at receiver. That being said, we're pretty good up front. We spent money on a, a running back who's pretty solid. Um, I think the plan seems like it's going to be to, like, whoever the, whoever the new guy is, like, there's always an adjustment. Regardless of how good you are, Trevor Lawrence had to adjust, um, you know, Cam Newton had to adjust, even though like he had a, a solid rookie year, but he had he was surrounded by talent. Like these dudes, if it, it seems like they're gonna bring him along pretty easy and and not ask him to throw the ball, be like, hey, we've got all these receivers, you're gonna have to throw the ball 45 times a game, and it's on you whether we win or lose every week. And I'm okay with us being a little more of a run first team and not jumping out the window to overpay for a receiver um in free agency. See, like, I, I mean, I'd like to see us get more talent because our wide receiver crew is not good. Um, but also, like, 
if if you're looking a free agency to be the difference between whether you're good or you're not, um, then your front office sucks. So it, it feels like there's more of a, a long-term plan in place, which I can live with, um, even if we're not exceptional throwing the ball this year. Um, I, go ahead, B. So we 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 don't have any second round picks this year now, do we? You got one. If if we trade back the number one and secure another first round and another maybe early second round pick, I could see us getting a bad bitch at QB still and then using that second pick to take a loaded wide receiver rookie wide receiver. Let me ask it's you not going to be a Jackson. Well, here's the other thing. This class, this wide receiver class kind of sucks. I don't think it sucks, man. I don't think compared, compared think to some other second round. I think it's a lot of second round. <laughs> right. Right. Sucks. That's what I'm saying. It's not going to be a Jackson Smith and Jigbo or it's not going to be a, a, a huge. It's not going to be one of those guys. Right. It's not going to be uh what's the class? What's the class that had Jefferson and T Higgins? It's not going to mm-hmm. be that class. No. It's not going to be that. Yeah, class. No. Yeah, we won't we won't get like a Quentin Johnson from TCU or a Jackson Smith and Jigba uh or Jordan Addison, but there is still some depth. I mean, you got Cedric Tillman from Tennessee, you got Jonathan Mingo from Ole Miss, uh it's, it's a lot Bouti of, from it's LSU. A lot of needle, it's a lot of needle movers in this draft. They just ain't like wow. You know what it is? You know what it is? You know what it is? It, it's not a lot of good career wide receivers. Like well, I mean, bona fide number one, like holy shit. He, you know what I mean? I, I think the only one that I thought was a straight up bona fide wide receiver was Jordan Addison, right? And then he went to, to USC and his numbers dipped. You know, but I I, I think like I mean, everybody Josh Downs won't be a first rounder. Do you think Josh Downs won't go nah, in the first nah, round? Josh Downs not gonna be a first round. Nah. No, he's too he, small. I, I, yeah, he's a slot receiver, man. He, he's a, he, he's gonna be a hell in the slot. He's gonna be like one of the top slot receivers in the NFL. Zay Flowers is gonna be the That's, best. He's the one wide I like the receiver most. in the draft, but his quarterback has played as just been shit. So it's this uh, uh, well, Joseph Nagata from everyone South Carolina. Everyone in the world knows he's getting the ball. Yeah. Joseph still, Nagata, gets, still makes catches. Quarterback play has been shit. So it's like it's like everybody's quarterback play has just been ass. Um, damn, uh, the dude from Ohio State, uh, Jackson, he's not even the best wide receiver from Ohio State. Well, yeah, well, Mark, yeah, that's next year, right? I mean, you still got Jalen Hyatt, bro. I can, ah, well, let's ah. let's we haven't done receivers yet. Let's save it. Yeah, I let's mean, save. Let's I don't want to give it away. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's 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 just no. It's just to me, like like think about it. Who who is the number one guy out of Bama? Eh, see, eh, eh, <laughs> eh. Kick, but you know they but you know they're gonna be okay when they hit the league, though. Yeah, but, but that's what this draft. They'll make the roster. Draft, yeah, this draft is gonna get a whole lot more sexy in the second and the third round for wide receiver. In my opinion, this is I. We may have one guy in the first round at wide receiver, maybe, which is weird even, because it's not nineteen eighty three anymore. Yeah, it's just it's just it's just. Yeah, that's kind of why I said it sucks. Like, because 
it's a pass first league and we're like, yeah, who cares about the receivers this year? I guess I can come up with five guys off the top of my head that I watch play that I'm like, they'll be all right. I can too. I can too. But eh, if, if, if we're going off of the past, um, like I'm telling you that T Higgins draft, that T Higgins, Justin Jefferson, the cats that both get paid this season. That was a, that was a loaded draft. Yeah, but we like, didn't we know it was loaded until like last season, two years. That's, ago. that's the other thing too with receivers. Like we're sitting here talking about how like there's not going to be good ones, and that that just means we're going to be wrong, and there's going to be several of them that go for like eleven, twelve hundred yards this year. I think I think that's <laughs> you know what's what I mean? <laughs> it's going to be drafted low. Like everybody's right. going to be the And the only round. reason we're talking about receivers is because I feel like they're going to try and address the receiver in the draft. I I honestly do. Yeah, I, I, that feels like that second round pick is going to go to un, unless everybody they like is gone. I, hopefully, they don't reach. I'd rather them take best available than than I, too high. I would personally like to trade for DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know what his contract looks. Like. I mean, dude's obviously it's going to be a lot of competition to get him. Honestly. I mean, nobody, nobody, nobody is. And he's got to want to come here. He's got to want to come here. He wanted to go to Dallas. Dallas probably reached out. The Cardinals, not, I, this is what I think. I think the Cardinals think they get the second rounder. Everybody tell them, everybody, fuck out of here. Take this fifth rounder. Get, get the, shut the fuck up. That's what I think. I think the Cardinals are going to Cardinals. I don't think Hopkins going nowhere. No, nobody's starving to get DeAndre Hopkins. You know what I mean? No, I mean, like you want them, but nobody's kind of like, like, calm the fuck down. That's what I think's happening. You know, and, and I don't even think he's going to be a Patriot, neither. You know, you know, you always throw out the, well, he's going to be a Patriot. No, he's not. You, he's like not. I said, you got to, you got to kind of want it. With someone like DeAndre Hopkins, you're going to want to, like, players don't really have control, but they do have some say-so. And I believe if the Cardinals are going to deal him, they're going to try and deal him to a, a spot that's advantageous to his career. They're not just going to send him off to purgatory, right? So he's got to want to have some buy-in and see, okay, yeah, this makes sense for me too. A player like DeAndre, what he's giving the Cardinals, I don't think they're going to just trade him and say, fuck you. You know, it'll it'll be some kind of mutual, yeah, that makes sense for me. Let's do it. I agree. I agree. Uh, anything, anything else that's happened in the sports in, in the football world this week? Oh, I, I'm going to bring that the the free agency take that I had that I think is really really funny and like talking about like dudes getting like fuck you deals and all these kind of things. Okay. Um, so these guys obviously look at what other people at their position are getting paid, right? And this is not about Lamar Jackson, but same argument, right? Yes. So two years ago. Harrison Smith, right? Obviously super talented. Four years, $64 million. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesse Bates just signed a new contract. What did he sign a contract with? Um, did he re-up? Shit, I don't even remember now. now. Uh, I don't think I don't think I don't think he's with uh no, he, no, he went to free agency. Um he's uh, Atlanta, oh, Atlanta, Atlanta, right? yeah, he's in, he's okay. in the conference now, yeah. Okay. Um, so Harrison Smith, four years, sixty-four. Jesse Bates, four years, $64 million and $20,000. Mm. That's not random. He basically said, I will get paid more than Harrison Smith. And the Falcons went, is five grand a year enough? And he was like, bet your ass it is. 
which I think is, <laughs> is super funny to me because now he's just like, you know, they just have to know that they're making more than the other guy. Like there's so much, and like, I get, and you know who did that? And this is, you know, who did that Lamar and agent did that. Um, get uh, some help, go secure your bag, dude. Um, <laughs> but, I'm leaning more on, I'm leaning more on Lamar getting a fucking agent, man. I'm leaning more. And more I mean, the dude's, man. the dude's so good. He's principled. He wins games. Like I just, I just, I just, I want to see it work out for him and it will eventually, but you know, I just don't want to see him turn into to Aaron Rodgers 2.0 where like his free agency is just everybody's like, Oh God, this guy again. Like, yeah, I would say get ready for the long haul with this Lamar talk. Cause the Ravens don't got to do a damn thing till July. So correct. Yeah. I mean, which is fine. Cause it gives us something to talk about. Like, Hey, well, we'll I don't think, content. you know what? And and I believe Lamar, when he said, I didn't ask for 200 million guarantee. I think he just want more than Russell. I think he wants more than what the fuck he was getting offered. And I, I believe a higher number that. of guaranteed money. He just doesn't want the whole thing guaranteed. Yeah, I I, I, I believe Lamar. I, I really do believe Lamar. I think he just wanted more than damn 130. You and know, unless, I think that's an insult. Um, unless Homelander does it, he's not getting a fully guaranteed deal. And, you know what I mean? And you know what? I, like, I don't believe Lamar needs an agent, but what he does need is, has anyone talked to his mama? She's the one managing this, right? Have we heard from her? No. Is she talking? Is she doing interviews? Is she, if you're representing your son, where is your voice at in this to dispel some of these rumors and to, to, to put out, like, if you're not going to have an agent, then you gotta, you do kind of have to use the media to your advantage in some form or fashion. Like Richard Sherman didn't have an agent; he got himself a pretty decent deal his last couple of years playing. It's not unheard of. What's the quarterback? Uh, Jacoby Brissett is his own agent, and of course he's a backup. He's not in the same stratosphere that Lamar is, but he got himself the deal he was looking for. Like someone has to be speaking your narrative for you, especially when there's so many narratives out there. Who is on Lamar's team that is working to combat this? Well, I, I, I if if I'm being honest, it, it, like what endorsement does has Lamar Jackson gotten? If we're just thinking about it, like I don't know. Like seriously, what have you seen Lamar Jackson on? I mean, he's he's got a, a freaking... Gatorade, don't he, or something like that. I don't you remember I don't remember Lamar Jackson doing the get break. What 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 he selling chunky soup? What he did he take away the, the Don no. spot? Who was that? That was Lamar Jackson, man. I'm telling you, man. What, no, it wasn't. What, you're, you're right. I just don't remember who it was. Think about that. What MVP doesn't have a damn endorsement, man? Seriously. Okay, they say he's got a pro era VR deal. What's that, man? What's that? Like What's like an Oculus? He's got a pro era VR deal. He's got a deal with Oakley's. He, we big sunglasses guy. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess the, the whole point that, that y'all are making is that he doesn't have the deals that a player of his status should have. Well, no, he doesn't. Don't don't agents probably help a lot with getting endorsement deals? Because when part of it too, the, the agent, their whole job, they have all day. That's their job is to get these dudes paid. Whereas like Lamar, you know, like he's not negotiating season, whatever, like. Yeah. What so. is his team doing? Like, what is the Lamar Jackson team doing? Like, can't just be Lamar and his mom, right? There's got to be other players, other facts. Like, what are we doing? 
I don't know, man. I'm just saying, man. I just I just think business wise, he just just moving a little. Eh. I don't know. Um, we've as as Gator, a, get, think, 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 seriously get no Gatorade. No, uh, when Cam came into the league, he had Under Armour. What like what is Lamar Jackson even supposed to wear? Seriously, it's true. Is it like he isn't marketable? But I'm just, I'm just wondering, like, like who's running this operation? Like, all he does is play football, but like, you can't just do that in NFL. You have to have, you know, I mean, you got to have somebody moving and shaking for you, man. So, I don't, I don't, I just, you know, I, I don't. Um, let's move. Anything else before we get to the, get to the prospects? Let's let's talk big boys. All right. You got anything, P? No, I got nothing. I got some questions about some big boys when we get moving into it, but we'll, okay. let's get into it. Okay. Now, I ain't going to lie to you. It's not some of my best work. Um, your, boy was, your boy was on a diet this week. Your boy's fighting for his life. Your boy, um, uh, you know, this wasn't on my A-game. But... I have five and an honorable mention. Um, now, who wants to go first? I do. Maybe I screwed it up. I thought we had said 10. I've got 10 plus some honorable mentions. Two honorable okay. mentions. I only got five D-tackles because I, I thought we were going to do O-line, D-line. So let's just – Yeah, I did two. too. So do you want me to only do the defensive guys? Yeah, just do, just do the defensive lines. Dude, I, I, I didn't prepare for O-line. Okay, hold on. Then I have – shit, shit, shit. I have four, four, and, and both my honorable mentions are offense. So I'll just jump in at number four then. Okay. Oh, P, you you got P, you got five. I got I got I got seven because I have okay. some questions, right? Okay, um, let's go. P picking up my slack. I appreciate you, dog. Okay. Brian Brian Breeze, underclassman. He declared. Is he coming out? I didn't. He is he's coming out. He's coming he out. All right. Yep. Javon Dexter from four. Is he coming out as well? He's an underclassman. Uh, I think so. Okay. Not on list. Cool. Cool. All right. So I got two honorable mentions. Uh, my first honorable mention, he could have been a top five, but he had a, a, a historically horrific showing in the playoffs. And it has to be mentioned. Uh, Mozzie Smith, defensive tackle for Michigan, uh, got his cheeks clapped. Here we go. Oh, and- boy. oh, boy. Oh, boy. Mozzie Smith. I mean, he's listen. If we're just gonna take that one game, then it doesn't look good. But over the course of the Michigan season, he does have an impeccable body of work. It's just when you're playing the high caliber playoff teams and it being TCU, depending on where you're at in the country, I don't know if you really believe TCU was a playoff team or not. But in that game, Michigan got their cheeks clapped, and Mozzie Smith was a part of that. Um, the next, the next honorable mention that I had was Zach Pickens from South Carolina. Just like I don't even have Zach Pickens. I don't even <laughs> got Zach Pickens. That's and why I, he's I, an honorable mention. I, tr- honorable I mention. tried to finesse Zach Pickens in there, bro. I really tried. I, I tried my hardest. I just couldn't do it, but go ahead. I just, you know, the, the six, 305 pounds with six, three, 305, impeccable run stopper. 
solid games against Kentucky. Um, played well in a lot of games that South Carolina should have lost. Um, you know, the resurgence of Spencer Rattler helped move us along with that. But, you know, I just had to throw the Carolina boy an honorable mention here. Getting into my top five. Number five for me is going to be the defensive tackle from Baylor, Siaka Ika. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Oh, um, he, yes. What? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's my, that's my number five. Um, I'm a skinny mini guy. I just go based off of the looks. I'm not a trench warfare type of individual like my man Julius Rock. Um, Shout out Brandon Thorne. <laughs> I, uh, I just like the way he plays. Strong run stop for Baylor. Had Baylor in contention. Baylor was contending for the the Big Twelve. Um, solid defense. Solid numbers. Um, if I can pull up his stats that I have here, boom. That's Pickens. Okay, I don't want to read his stats. Um, Most D tackle stats are bad. Well, you're, and you're not really looking for the numbers. You're just looking for how they impact the game as it uh, pertains to, you know, their job, which is stopping the run. Yeah. Um, 6'4", 350 pounds. He's an athlete, man, and that's usually how these polys are. Um, huge run stopper, high motor guy, too. You, you usually reserve that for, you know, uh, the, the type of guys that don't look like him, but I just like his explosion. If he showed up well on film, like I said, Baylor had an incredible season defensively in the big 12. Um, and it was, it was, it was Baylor and TCU for the big 12 title. Was it not? Uh, no, it was Baylor and Kansas. Kansas State, I'm sorry. That's right. Kansas. That's right. Um, but yeah, no, at number five, I got Siaki Ika. And like I said, I just like the big bodies, you know, 6'4", 358, and moves, bends well, explosive, athletic. I'm, I'm going to throw him in as my five. He was on my original, like, top ten list of, of OL D-tackle, so he'll, he'll, he'll be my five. He, he got replaced, but, yeah, that, I'll, I'll piggyback off that. Um, I'm a body guy, right? Yeah. And that dude eats blocks. He's thick. Uh, let me go ahead and go. P. I, I don't think the guy from Florida declared. I don't think no, okay. Um, my honorable mention is Moro uh, Ojomo from Texas. Um, I personally have no faith in any defensive lineman from the Big 12, but I like this kid a lot, a whole lot. Um, he, he just seems like one of those day two gems. You know what I mean? Like those like, oh, okay. Like one of those type of kids to me. Um, so I, I like him a lot. Um, my other honorable mention is Byron Young from Alabama. I think, is, is, is he Byron Young Jr.? Maybe? Uh, um, I don't know. If, if, if Byron Young is his daddy, man, this, this kid, I, I think this kid transferred from Tennessee to Alabama kid got a motor on him and I think he's going to be like a problem at defensive tackle because he is going to go at it um now I don't know if a part of that's a benefit of because Will Anderson was playing beside him but he is a he is a handful man um 
and he is my number. He is he is my honorable mention. Um, my number five is a boy from Bella Asaki Iki. Um, six four three fifty eight. Um, I I feel like in the lead. So this is my honest opinion. I feel like you don't get elite pass rushing in college unless you just run into an animal, right? You learn that at the next level, right? And I think he's just a big-ass lineman <laughs> that just bullies his way to wherever the hell he wants to go. Um, you're not going to be able to do that shit in the league, man. They're going to run your thing like Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis just run everybody now. Nah, these grown-ass men will get you the fuck up out of here, okay? Um, so I think he's going to be on that Jordan Davis I may need to trim some fat off of him and work his hands a little bit, um, get him a little bit more lean. I like he bats down balls a lot. I like he doesn't go anywhere, but I just don't. I, I just, I guess you got you, you got a pass rush in the league, so I got him as my number five. Um, Rick is your number four. Uh, number four for me is Kalaja Kansi from Pitt. Um, everybody keeps making Aaron Donald comparisons. It's, un, it, it's unavoidable. It is because he built like him and he plays at the same school and, and their games are similar. Um, that being said, he ain't Aaron Donald. And I'm not, if, if, if I'm an NFL GM, I'm not putting a top 10 pick on a guy who like, Oh yeah. He, he reminds me of somebody. Else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, because here's the thing. Like if there's a, what do you think? Like a 15% chance he turns into AD? I mean, that that might even be high because Aaron Donald might, like, he's on the defensive goat Mount Rushmore, right? Like, at this point, like, you can't just be like, ah, oh, this guy, he's, he's also only six feet tall and he's under 300 pounds. Um, he's explosive. I think he's going to be very good um, if they can get him in positions where they have someone else who has to be doubled. And he can he can work one on one with dudes. He's going to be fine, but against double teams, he's going to get blown the fuck off the ball. Um, he struggled with it some in college because uh, he's two hundred eighty pounds. And then you know when you got you know six bills coming at you um, in, in a double, like you can't just anchor down and hold that. He's not one of those dudes. Um, and his and his arms are short, so he again. He's not as productive as Aaron Donald was. And even Donald didn't go top 10. Um, he was top 15 or so, I think, maybe like 12th. I don't remember. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the dude's athletic as all get out. He's fast. One-on-one, he's going to be excellent pass rush. But, like, he's not – like, if it's, if it's third and in inches, he ain't on the field. Not right now. Go ahead, P. Cool. So – my number, you said my number four may potentially not have declared as Jervin Dexter from Florida. Um, if he did not declare, then my list is he did, he did, he did declare, he did declare. Cool, yep. all right. Jervin okay. Dexter is my fourth slot here. Um, it's just based purely off of he's 6'6, 300, 315 pounds. He looks lean. He doesn't look like he commands a lot, like he doesn't stop the run, but he is an excellent run stopper. He he can lift tackles with his sheer strength. I've watched games with Kentucky and LSU where he's just picking tackles and guards up and moving them at his own leisure. Uh, the dude is a freak animal. Um, 
And there's also a little bit of pass rush ability with him as well, even though I don't believe that he's going to be a pass rusher in the NFL. He's just going to simply be uh, a, a middle of the middle of the field type of guy. Um, I just, I just have an affinity for SEC guys with moving athleticism. And again, he's six, six, three fifteen. He's lean. He's not, he's not like a Siaka uh, Ika from Baylor. He is. I think strong. he's going to play. He's going to play outside. Oh, this you think they're going to move him to end? I mean, yeah, maybe that was, that was my issue. That's my issue. That's my issue with like, I, I like him a lot, but I don't, I don't know how long he's going to stay at D tackle personally. This, I, he, Hey, listen, I think they might keep him there. Cause I don't, I don't, I don't know if the pass rush ability was developed as much as they would like. If they move him there, if they move him there, then you're essentially cutting down on some of his promise, and then you're you're waiting for him to develop some additional skills, and that may take away the Lord. And then he may come in in special situations, sub package guy. But if you leave him in at D tackle, I think he's gonna make the most impact there. And if you can switch him in and out, then there you go. But I think he's gonna be more formative at the defensive tackle spot. And I got him at number four. Um, my number four is Mozzie Smith from Michigan. Um, the the I uh, woo. <laughs> wait till you hear my number two. Good lord, wait till you hear my number two. Um, I I I I like guys that can just blow. listen. Shit happens in the playoffs, man. Shit happens in the playoffs, man. <laughs> but folks get fucked up. <laughs> People that look like world beaters get the get, get the shit beat out of man. It happens, man. It happens. Um, I remember Micah Fitzpatrick got carved up by Hunter Renfo in a damn national championship game, man. And one does and if you get in the league, Hunter Renfo is a serviceable number three wide receiver. Michael Micah Fitzpatrick might be top two or three safety. So I mean, you know, take what you want from that. So um uh, I, I I like the kids motor man. I'm a big motor. I'm a big motor hands attack. Get in the backfield, fuck shit up, pass rush guy. You know what I mean? I think the guy does that, and you know I think he will be all right at the next level. Depend on where he goes. I can see him at like a Green Bay ish. You know what I mean? Like we gonna scheme some shit. You know what I mean? Kansas City, like one of those contenders where he can kind of grow a little bit. No place where, yo, you got to play fucking right now, bro. Fuck all that. You got to play right now. So I like Mozzie Smith at uh, number four for me. Number three, Riggins. Uh, my number three is Brian. Is, is it, I don't know if it's Brzee, I guess. Brzee's. Yeah. Brzee's. Um, Clemson, he's, I mean, I remember seeing highlights of this dude when he was in high school, just absolutely abusing people. Like, he was a, clearly like a power five, like top 10 player in the country going against, you know, guards that weigh 180 pounds. And it l- looked like a car crash. Um, he's pretty good. He's super explosive. He's really good in small areas. Um, that being said, I, he's still got some growth, I think, where he – I've seen this in players I've coached too when they're super athletic. They'll – they kind of just hang out and wait to see kind of what's going on and then try to go make a play instead of necessarily like trusting their reads and just doing their job. And I think there's still some of that with him, Um, but he's young. Like it's, it's not like he's 25 and a prospect, 
right? He's, he's 21. And, and actually pretty much all these guys are all, you know, if, if you're 24 coming out, but you're like NFL ready, like I'm cool with that. Um, or if you're, you know, if you're 21 and they know that you have all the tools, but you're not quite there yet, I'm cool with that too. These dudes are 21, 22, and they're ready to play. Um, he's going to make whoever, he, whoever gets him, he's going to make them better. Um, he's not a huge like double team eater. I don't think he's much better as like a, like a three tech than a one. He, he is. Um, but dude, dude deserves to be drafted high. He can play. He's pretty good. Um, I'd love to see him. Like if if obviously it's not going to happen, but like him and Derek Brown playing beside each other, let's go. What's well, so, all right? You, 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 what you got, B? So my number three is Kalaja Kanti. Um, I I do I do like the Aaron Donald comparisons, although I agree with Riggins. It's kind of tough to say, hey, you look like one of the best defensive players to ever come and play the game of football in the history of the sport. Uh, because you look like him, you run like him, you have the same size as him, X, Y, Z, you're going to have production like him. But I do like his game. He is a huge mismatch inside just with the quickness of his, his steps and his athleticism. And he's strong. He he is freakishly strong for his size. And I guess if you say the same thing about Aaron Donald, you give him another inch or two and 20 or 30 more pounds, then they're clear cut. You know, he's a clear-cut top 10 pick. I don't think he's going in the top 10. He might be a fringe first round. I think there's only one for sure fire D tackle. Maybe two. There's uh, one. One for sure fire defensive tackle going in the, the top 10. And maybe two first rounders total. Um, but no, I like Kansi. I like uh Obviously, Pittsburgh has a pedigree with the defensive tackles coming out. And it's really hard not to compare him to Aaron Donald because, I mean, they're the same size. Their 40s are damn near identical. He ran a 4.67 at the combine. Donald ran a 4.68. Um, they abuse the interior in similar fashion. Um, I like him. I like his. I like his pedigree. He's a Florida boy. He went to Miami Northwestern. So, you know, he's got the pedigree of uh, – just being a dog. He's someone that Dion would classify as being a dog coming to save mom and me. So um, my my analysis isn't as astute as a, a, a Julius Rock or Riggins, but I just I got Kalaja Kansas number three. All right. Um I have two number threes. Um well. I like uh, that Dexter kid from Florida a lot, I, but I think he's going to get moved around. So I think he's going to be a second day guy. I I just I just think I, I reminds me of Dexter Lawrence from he's played for Clemson. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Dexter Lawrence was a fucking nose at Clemson. Dexter Lawrence is running motherfuckers down in the league. So he reminds me a lot of Dexter Lawrence, um, ability wise, um. My number three is my 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 three A is Brian Breeze Breeze. Now you would think I would be beating the drum about Brian Breeze Breeze, right? But honestly, showing the Clemson guy no love. I would honestly throw his ass down to number five. Honestly, because you don't think you you don't think he was the best one on on Clemson, huh? You got the other guy there, huh? Clips. All right, (laughs) I'm going to tell you some stuff. 
Number one, Brian Burris is not playing on football. He missed his whole sophomore year. He missed damn it the whole season last year. He has not played enough football for me. When Brian Burris is on the field, he is not the best defensive tackle on the field. The best defensive tackle from Clemson came back to Clemson. Tyler Davis. Tyler Davis is all. Tyler Davis stirs the drink for Clemson. When Tyler Davis plays, Clemson is a better defense. When Tyler Davis does not play, Clemson gets the train ran off. Okay? You have to find out what Tyler Davis is, and you got to send two to three people at him and take whatever happens. Um, And I, I, I just feel like I've, Clemson has produced a lot of good D tackles, man. DJ Reader, Christian Wilkins, um, Grady Jarrett, Dexter Lawrence, um, a lot of good Carlos Watkins in Dallas. We produce a lot of good quality D tackles. And I just, and I think Breeze may be a better pro than he was a college player, but I've been waiting for Breeze to show up and take over a game like a kid waiting for his daddy to return home from the store from getting milk. Okay. I just don't see it. I would put Breeze, I would honestly put Breeze at five, but I just think Breeze potential is better than everybody else that's his name. But I, I, if Breeze go first rounder, bro, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm stunned. You know what I mean? That, that's just me. Um, number two, Riggins. Um, it's Mozzie Smith. I think. Oh, that, <laughs> yeah, well, so yeah, so excuse me. Yeah. Um, I was as soon as you said like he was your honorable mention, I was like, ooh, we're gonna make a little noise. Um, mostly because like he is, he he's super toolsy. Um, he's explosive. He's hella strong. Um. He kind of similar to to Brissy, where like they still kind of need to learn how to play the position well, um, but like athletically, like he's got he checks all the boxes. I think, um, and I think he can he can play inside, like he can play anywhere, all the way out to a five tech. Um, and he's just you can't coach the kind of explosion that he has. Um, no. It, it's going to be up to him as to whether he develops as an actual like defensive tackle or if he's just fine just being an athlete in there. Um, but if but if he does and he starts to figure it out, like that dude's going to be a steal. So yeah, he's I'd, I'd be fine with a team with with and it's a team that had shown the ability to develop those guys and that has some other depth on the D line where he doesn't have to step in and be your A one on on day one. Um, yeah, I'm 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 fine with him. And again, too, like, you know, him getting exposed against TCU, like again, the body of work is there. Um, also, let's not forget, and, and I know we're not talking offensive line today. Um, TCU got some guys over there gonna get their names called too. So he he's not some of the, the reps he was losing are not two scrubs. That's true. That's true. That is true. Number two, P. My number two is Brian Brzee from Clemson. Uh, and I am going based off of what he showed me freshman year. Uh, uh, I am going uh, based off of the tape that he put on the field freshman year. Listen, uh, man, the whole Clemson program since the since the pandemic has been not what we would expect from Clemson. So I'm not gonna put that on him. Um 
I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the potential. And I think, you know, that's something the NBA gets right over the NFL is taking guys on potential. Um, six, five, 300 pounds, maybe he has a low motor, right. But that doesn't take away from what he would be able to do, given him exercising his tools at hundred percent. And I think if he exercised his tools at hundred percent for all three years, he was at Clemson, he would be in the spot that the number one guy, I think all of us had the consensus number one guy. Um, I, I like his skill that much. Like, I know Julius Rock maybe has more of a, a, a feed on it because he is closely attached. I had to, to watch the program. It. I had to watch it. <laughs> so. But I, yeah, if we're speaking potential, I think even he would acknowledge that this guy has as among everyone outside of the number one pick has a high ceiling out of all of them. And he might have the high ceiling depending on what happens with the number one guy. Who knows? But um, Brian Brzee is my number two. Um, just five-star from wire to wire from the start of his high school career to getting in college and being able to compete and at least show flashes and glimpses. The production might not be there, but hey, um, even Jervon had some lack, uh, had a lapse in production this past year of Florida. So I'm not going to not breeze for that. I'm just looking at the ability and say, I think he can get it done. Okay. My number two is somebody that I honestly could put 1A. Um, Kalaja Kansu, man. <laughs> I like him. Okay. I like him. I like him a lot. I could put him at number one, honestly. But but number one, you just, couldn't put him at number one. You number one him. did some things. Number one did some things a couple months ago that put him made him bona fide number one D tackle that I cannot ignore. Okay, he did some things that just have sealed the deal for me as number one. Okay, he erased all doubt with his with his criminal activities. Okay, so I say that to say I like uh, this kid from Pitt a lot, man. Um, I heard I I, I when Riggins said what he said, I had actually got up. And, and and uh put my phone in charge and I heard Rick, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> he didn't <laughs> it. It just didn't get a party, yo. Oh man, listen. We're okay, I get the double T thing, right? I understand that, right? But the NFL, you have to account for every fucking body, right? Depend on where he goes, right? you're going to have to account for somebody beside them because they're going to be hellraisers all over the place. Whether it's a hellraiser DN, hellraiser linebacker, hellraiser, another D-tackle. You don't know. I think this kid is going to get... You know he remind me of? Uh, Jason Hargraves from the Eagles. He reminds me of him. He gives me a little Aaron... I don't want to put the Aaron Donald thing on him. I think that's unfair. That's a, that's, that's, that's a difficult bar. But that, 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 that pass rushing... I'm going to get after it. I could see him just if, if you put him on a team um, like a New Orleans, you know what I mean, or, or, or a uh, Pittsburgh, I could see him getting buck nasty out there, man. Just 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 disgusting. Um, I, I, like I said, man, I think this kid's hands down number two over Brian Breeze, easily. Brian Breeze may be a better pro, but hands down number two two defensive tackle prospect um number one i'm pretty sure we all got number one but let's let's give the reasons why <laughs> go ahead Reeves. so yeah it's jalen carter um athletically 
he's as as good an interior defender prospect as there's been in several years. Um, more than like, I mean, I, Jordan, I know Jordan Davis tested well at the combine to be as huge as he is, but he can't athletically. He can't hold Jalen Carter to jock. Um, that being said, like when I thought we were doing a top ten of OLDL, I'll go ahead and, and tell you, um, Jalen Carter was not number one on my list. He was also not number two on my list. Um, I can see that offensive lineman in front. Of him. I had no, two no, offensive linemen in front. These of him. offensive yeah. linemen in this draft, man, they, they got a lot of players, man. Well, they that and here's the thing, like. Um, and it's not even the, the what's the term they use, or the off-field concerns. Um, it's because he looked like dog shit at his pro day. Like, dude, I mean, nine pounds on a 300-pound frame is nothing. Like, But when you know you've got your pro day coming up and you still show up looking kind of sloppy and you're getting gassed out running cone drills and all this kind of stuff, like, that's mildly concerning, right? Because that just – I think that speaks to – and he's, he's had a hard couple months – um, with, with everything going on with the car crash and all that, and then him, um, having to go down like <laughs> during the combine to to basically what surrender himself right for back. seven yeah. minutes. Yeah, to to then immediately have every booster in the state of Georgia postponed for him, um, and then and then let him come right back. So, yeah, but I don't know that that concerns me as far as like the professionalism of it because these guys have su such strong support systems in place that they're hearing like, Hey, here, and, and people have gone through this before, like here, you know, here's what you need to do to be ready for these pro days, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. Um, so him looking kind of out of shape and, and it's not like he's an everyday, he wasn't an every down player at Georgia either. Um, and these guys are huge. Like you can't expect them to play 50 straight snaps. I get that. Um, it just makes me a little concerned when he ends up um, with whatever team takes him. If, if he decides to, to buy in and do all the shit he's supposed to, he's an all pro like athletic, like dude clearly is the best player on the field when he decides to be the best player on the field. Um, like that's his ceiling is, is, is a perennial kind of all pro. I like the, I like the Javon Hargrave comparison um, that, you made earlier, like I, you know, Carter could be him too. Like he's, he's so athletic that he can eat doubles. He can split doubles. He can beat a dude one-on-one. -on -one, he can bull rush. He can, you know, dip and rip. He's bendy. Um, he checks every single ball. Like there's not really holes in his game. Um, but also it's one of those things where he, you know, is he, is he Ryan Leaf where, you know, like, they check all the boxes and then they become a pro and then they're like, Ooh, why did we use this pick? Hopefully not. I want to see the dude do well. Um, Cause it's fun to watch really good defensive linemen just absolutely take over games. Um, so we'll see. To piggyback Jalen Carter is also my number one. Um, Julius Rock, you remember when we were previewing Georgia Clemson, last year yes and we were talking about how georgia's defense had some studs and yes we said jordan davis is that guy but he yes. ain't the guy he ain't the only guy he ain't the only guy and the guy 
was Jalen Carter. Yes. Listen, man. I, I in my notes to speak on Jalen Carter was some of the 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 rumors coming out that he's not a a work hard guy, and they don't know if he loves football. There was another Georgia guy that they said that about in another sport, and he's fucking taking this sport over right now. It was Anthony Edwards. That's true. Anthony Edwards was hooping at Georgia, and they asked Anthony Edwards, what's your favorite sport? He said football. And they were like, does he really love basketball? Does he Does he love this? And now Anthony Edwards is single-handedly willing the Timberwolves to wherever they're going to go. That's kind of how I feel about Jalen Carter as well. When you have guys like him who – get to college and they've essentially been told for the better portion of two years that you're going to the league just don't fuck up and even if you fuck up you're still going to go to the league how much motivation can you get from that guy how much joy and how much love because they're basically just looking at college like you're in the way i'm trying to get to the league whatever i i can go in here and i can you know run a four eight four six uh like cancy and he's going to go in here and bust his ass and be the second rated DT athletically. And I'm still going to get drafted in front of him. So why do I got to bust my ass doing these drills? Uh, coach, why am I going hard in practice right now? You see what I do in the game. And the agents are calling me, telling me, as long as I don't murder somebody, I'm going in the first round. I get it from a standpoint of being a kid and having everything put in front of you. I think it'll work itself out when he gets into the league. I know there were some concerns about Jordan Davis and how he performed. Uh, against Alabama the first time around uh, last season and second game he came and performed well and in the league he was solid in his first year with the Eagles um, I think that we're going to have the same type of production from Jalen Carter wherever he goes as long as his legal troubles don't get too much more uh, in depth where he could you know be taken away from the game a la Henry Ruggs um, which I don't think that he'll be in that much trouble but um yeah, he's just he's just freak six six three three fifteen, um, not as built as some of the other prospects as far as being lean, but still just as explosive and effective uh, when he's in a game. It, it fucking wrecks your game plan. I mean, uh, who did? Uh, I mean, that Ohio State Georgia game was pretty close the first one but that was because cj stroud was generational in that game mm-hmm. um yeah jalen i think julius rock said it best brian brzee might have yep. more skill but just from an overall total picture of talent skill and everything jalen carter is your clear-cut number one he's the only guaranteed first rounder from this defensive tackles um Someone might slip in later, late in the round, if someone gets antsy. But Jalen Carter is the only surefire first round pick. Clearly, top ten. I hear everything you guys say. Jalen Carter is in my top. Uh, he, he he is the top five prospect for me. Um, and I'm going to explain why. I hear everything you're saying, but here he goes. Here he goes. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. He's not going in the first round, man. He's not going in the first round. Okay, he's on probation. Say too hot. He's too hot. But let me tell you something how these fucking scouts work and these fucking GMs work and these fucking coaches work. 
they know this and they don't give a fuck. <laughs> they don't give a fuck about none of that character shit. Okay. So, so dip baby, dip baby, dip. Dip to this old third round. Hey, let's say this. Who's in the last 10 to 15 years outside of Julius Peppers? Who's been the greatest defensive lineman for the Carolina Panthers? Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, it's Greg Hardy. <laughs> oh, well, uh, <laughs> like wait, in general or pass rusher? Just, Greg yeah, Hardy, just, just Greg effectiveness Hardy. in wrecking the game plan. <laughs> it's Greg Hardy. It's Greg Hardy. It's Greg. I mean, Rick is Greg Hardy. It's Greg I mean, yeah, Hardy. no, like it, I'm. I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm just trying to remember, like, who else could even be in the conversation? Like, maybe Chris Jenkins. I mean, that's more than ten years ago, though. Oh, that's like the, that's like the 2003 Super Bowl, dude. Chris Jenkins. I mean, I mean, uh, Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy. Nasty. Listen. One thing these organizations love is they like to take these kids with character issues, take them, put them into a good home, put them with a mentor. I need you out there busting heads. Now, they're not get that guy is not getting $10 million, but goddamn, he might get two. <laughs> he's gonna get two, or he's gonna get seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. He's gonna be starving, and he's just gonna be a rabid dog off the fucking leash the way the NFL coaches love it. Okay. Um I don't I'm gonna tell you how I know listen when I hear the hype I go look for problems in their game right and I the first time I saw Georgia play this year was I saw Georgia play I saw Georgia play South Carolina but I already knew what's gonna happen so you know Jalen Carter just did his like it was expected I saw them play Tennessee and I said okay I want to see if Tennessee legit you know is Georgia is Georgia frauds the first two drives, I saw Jalen Carter had the offensive guard in hell. Pure hell, okay? Fighting for, I don't know what number he was, but he was fighting for his life, and he was all in Hendon Hooker's grill, right? Now, I know he switched on the other guy, other uh, the other guy that's going to be top-rated guy for Tennessee. He gave him some problems, but boy, Lord have mercy, that other guy, <laughs> he was tearing his ass up, man. Um, And... You know, the last thing I'm going to say is when you have a defense, man, I'm going to just bring an old lyric up, man. What you want, boy, you want a hot boy. What you need, boy, you want a hot boy. And Jalen Carter checks all boxes. I don't care about character issues for my defensive players. I do not care. I sign me up for all the attitudes and character issues on defense because Jalen Carter has his life, you know, flashed before his lives career ripped under him. I'm pretty sure he had a shitty combine because he didn't know if he was going to fucking be free. So I think once he gets drafted in the third or fourth round, um, a contender is going to get him. Oh, you think they're, they're going, going Tyron to... Matthew? Oh, yes. They're going... He, he, listen, don't let him end up in Kansas City. That is the perfect Andy Reid move. Don't let him... In, let some of these teams get too vain. I don't know. I don't know. Don't let him get with a slime ball like Andy Reid. Don't let him get with a Belichick. Don't let him get with a Mike Tomlin. Don't oh, let do him it. touch He ain't doing the Patriot way. Huh? He ain't doing the Patriot way. Oh, he, shit, the Patriot way is crime. If you want to keep it a buck, if you well, really want to keep it a bean, Patriot way is goddamn nasty. 
I'm just saying, Bill, Bill, Bill Belichick ain't got no problem with motherfuckers like that. True. Jerry, uh, that's the Jerry Jones move for sure, though. Oh yes, that's the Jerry Jones move for sure. Jerry mm-hmm. Jones. Um, who who else is a nasty owner that don't care getting their hands done? Mark Davis. <laughs> yeah. Just don't care about just getting buck nasty and don't care about people judging them. Don't care about what people think. Uh, uh up, up in the Browns, don't would be shocked in the Browns. Somebody just starving for wins. Don't give a fuck about none of that other shit. I'll deal with it. We're gonna win these games. We're gonna keep fucking moving. Okay, you're gonna love him in two years. Okay, that's what I think is gonna happen to Jalen Carr. He's gonna be the best. He might not be the first defense tackle taken, but we you better pray a fucking Baltimore Ravens don't get their hands on a kid like this, man. Because th- he checks the boxes, man. A New York Jets, you know what I mean? Um, so that that that's that's where I'm at with that. Um, you guys got anything else? No, I think we're clear. All right, man. O well, line next week. I'm down. I'm ready. ready. Unless ready. something freaky happens that throws us off the the move again. If Lamar gets paid, that's top of the list. If Lamar Jackson gets paid, yes, we might have to have an emergency pod. I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening or poor reflection with his agent, with his mom as his agent. But um, the only thing that would make me get an emergency pod is Lamar Jackson going to another team or uh, something. Who are the teams out there right now? Hey, San Francisco could still get nasty. Ah, man, I'm not doing nothing. They're doing nothing, doing nothing man. Uh, I'm. I'm Unless something wild happens, man. I I just O line, man. I'll be ready for O line next week, man. But uh man, appreciate you guys for rocking with us, man. We're out, man. Peace.